1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Shane Foss of Hooray Health. Shane, it's awesome to have you on the
2: show. Oh, thanks for having me, Gresh. Really uh, looking forward to it.
1: Me too. Super excited to have you on. And, And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Shane so you can hear about all these awesome things that he's doing. And Shane is an expert in business development and strategy, sales strategy, and team development. Over... After over 20 years in the healthcare industry, Shane decided to use his passion for technology to improve healthcare operations and products. In 2018, he launched Hooray Health, an unconventional health insurance company that works hard to make healthcare coverage simple, accessible, and affordable. Shane, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Awesome. Let's do it. So, to, to kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with all those some things you're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, I, you know, long, it was a long journey here. I think that, um, you know, really starting back to my, my childhood and my upbringing and, um, I, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of really good mentors growing up. Um, and, uh, and I found myself in the military and, and as a surgical technologist in the military, I got introduced to healthcare, where you know I assisted surgeons during surgery and and just fell in love with the space. And so, um, you know, from there, after I got out of the military, I um, uh, I joined uh, Johnson Johnson, worked there for a while, and then ended up in uh, with Stryker Orthopedics, and which was a which was a great experience, wonderful organization. And that's really probably where you know most of my professional development really came from. And uh, met a lot of great people, learned a ton. And what we did was we uh, we sold medical device, so orthopedic implants, and so we were in surgery. And so really learning the clinical side of the business. And then um, uh, then after that, I uh, you know I bought my own business and and uh, um, uh, did very well there. Sold it, and then um, and uh, one of my buddies that was at Striker called me up and said, Hey, I just got my first CEO position as a uh, you know CEO of this uh, health benefits startup. Would you come work with me as my COO? And I was absolutely so. It was a great timing, and it was um, that was my first entry into the um, uh, health benefits world, and so gave me a completely different view of what's going on in healthcare. But what was interesting is I could take what I had already learned in the past and kind of apply it here and. It was, um, you know, so I'm kind of an outsider really coming in. And so we did really well with the company. We basically sold um, access to surgical bundles to large self-funded employers where, um, and uh, we were, you know, one of a few companies that were uh, had done that and we, we'd taken a different strategy and we sold 11 months after I started, stayed on another six months and then really wanted to figure out what I wanted to do next. And so, you know, the um, the path was, uh really personal experience. I think anytime you you talk to an entrepreneur, you know, they didn't just wake up one day and say, I think I'm going to do something, right? Something stimulated that thought. And so what had happened to me was I was consulting and I, my back went out and I'd never had any, anything like that happen. And so I went into an urgent care and um, uh, I had health insurance at the time. It was a $75 copay. I went in and I asked him, well, how much I haven't hit my deductible. So how much is the total bill going to be? 150 bucks. Okay, great. So I paid it. I went in and they took an x-ray in my neck. Um, They gave me two injections, a muscle relaxer and anti-inflammatory when they saw what they thought was a bone spur and uh, um, was irritating my nerve root and C4, C5 and just inflaming my back. Great. So I'm thinking I paid 150 bucks. I'm good to go. Well, you know, three, three to six weeks later, I received an $800 balance bill. So I call them up and I said, Hey, what's going on? Why am I getting a balanced bill? And, uh, and they're like, well, you know, you got carve outs and they're, you know, and what other industry do you not know what, what you're going to get charged, right? Even when they are telling you what you're going to get charged, you still have no idea and you're legally liable for it. So that was where I really came up with the idea of hooray health in the sense that we looked at, um, we looked at what was going on in healthcare and there's really this gap between, um, Full time, hourly, and like uh, salaried, hourly, and then even you know if you're making less than hundred thousand dollars right now, um, a lot of times you can't unless your employer is paying a hundred percent of your bill, you can't afford it, your medical insurance bill. So, um, so we saw this gap, and uh, nobody was taking care of the hourly and the part time, especially. So I went out and I had the idea. I built this national network of retail clinics and urgent cares with fixed pricing, and we were the only ones that have ever done it. And so for twenty five dollars. Our members go into any of our urgent cares or retail clinics for 25 bucks, no balance bill, and they get the services that they need. And so um, that's kind of the story. It's the the long story, but it's important because, um, you know, it, it's, you know, until everybody, I don't know why, but everybody accepts this this fact that, you know, well, you just don't know what it's going to be and you just, you put up with it and then you pay the bill if you can't, and uh, or if you can, and if you can't you know, you get sent to collections. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough place to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you, you know, telling the story because I think definitely a lot of people that are listening to this may have either experienced that or know somebody that experienced that, maybe been more on the lucky side of being able to pay it. But still, I think it creates that, um, that uh, kind of hesitation to sometimes go to the doctor sometimes absolutely. because you don't know what you're going to pay. Um, and I think in true entrepreneurial form, just like you said, everybody sometimes just accepts it. But I think the true entrepreneur sees a problem, creates a solution for for, for it, and I, and I love that you're even able to do that. Um, so I, I know you touched a little bit um, on you know the business and what exactly uh, you do and how you serve your clients. Could you drill a little bit more into that and what you feel kind of maybe sets you apart and is what I call your secret sauce that makes you unique?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so really we only focus on the hourly, whether it's part-time or full-time employees. And um, so with that, every product that we put out is a, um, is focused to be accessible, simple, and affordable, right? And so um, and affordability looks different in this population. And so um, what really sets us apart is that we have this provider network that's ours, that is connected to technology, and then we use additional services to where we can offer your basic and accident you know sickness and accident care um for you know less than a hundred dollars a month i mean you know we're talking uh sometimes we get it down to you know 60 70 dollars and so um but what's which what our goal is is that we're trying to provide affordable accessibility to people getting into the health insurance space and what that does is you know you talk about you know you said it perfectly which is Yeah. Sometimes I I really rethink going into the doctor. Well, we don't want that, right? We want to make sure that, especially with your kids, I mean, people are making bad medical decisions based on the financials, which is a reality. And so um, what sets us apart is we really, that's kind of what we live every day. That's what we focus on. And our experience is completely different than um, what a person, you know, an hourly person is normally going to experience because we have the mobile app. We have from an eligibility standpoint, um, our ID card is recognized in any provider's office. You know, normally um, people would go in if they had benefits similar to ours, they would go in and they would make them pay first and then they'd have to get reimbursed. And, you know, that's a financial burden. And so with us, they go in, oh, it's hooray. They send the bill to us. You know, we we pull the money out, pay them and then, you know, you're good to go. So it's, um, yeah, we, you know, our biggest competitive advantage is that this is the area that we focus on and we put all of our time and energy. So we look at it like, a, you know, it's we're not major medical, but um, we try to give that major medical experience.
1: Yeah, that's, that's absolutely amazing. And, and I don't know if you feel, um, but I, th- I always feel like sometimes people that are not all the way entrenched in the industry sometimes have that opportunity to kind of see things and look at things in a different way. They don't take it as is, as you kind of touched right. on. But I don't know if that's been your experience with building the company and seeing that problem, but of course, solving it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because um, you know one of the one of the biggest issues in our space because we have you know lots of competitors that have been around a long time, but they've they've literally just this is the way it is, and we're not you know we're not improving the product, and we're not you know it's just one of the products we offer. Well, for us, we look at it completely different, right? We you know we're we're customers ourselves. We we ask the question, well, wait a second, why? Why does the provider not, why are they not able to see that we have health insurance and that we're able to, um, we should, you know, get our $25 copay as opposed to having to pay for the whole bill first and then get reimbursed and then fight for reimbursement from them because we paid too much. I mean, it's just a nightmare. And so, um, you know, so we, um, by by spending our whole time here, everything we focus on is how do we, how do we provide tools for, the employee, but the employer, how do you, you know, retain, recruit and retain better talent? Um, you know, even in a, in, you know, even in the the current climate we're in um, where there are a lot of people laid off or, you know, or furloughed um, it's still always a dogfight for talent. Always, you know, the number one issue is always getting the right people. And so if you, you know, if we're able to help the employer provide a valuable benefit that they actually appreciate, then guess what? You know, we've done our job, we've helped them and they're going to retain that person or be able to recruit a a, a top talent.
1: And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something
2: that makes you more effective and efficient? I like to get in the office early and, uh, I think one of the things that helps me out is I get my busy work done when nobody else is in the office. You know, I'm not, you know, because, um, you know, we have 25 employees. We're still, you know, relatively small, but, um, but the reality is there's still a lot of demands on my time and, you know, I need to make sure that I'm available to help where needed and guide and, um, and, uh, And so getting all of that stuff done early in the morning, you know, it's, you know, getting up and I mean, like this morning I was in the office at 6 a.m. And so I'm here, I'm getting things done, answering emails, knocking stuff out. And then the rest of the day is kind of the pressures off to be able to focus on, you know, really what matters when, when my team is in, in the office. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Love that hack. And so now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. And it might be something if you jumped into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self.
2: Yeah, So uh, I, I think the most important thing, especially from an entrepreneur standpoint, or, or you can use it for, you know, if you're in a, a large corporation and you're, you're trying to find new markets to enter, um, you know, we talked about solving for a problem. So there's a couple of things. So when you're solving for a problem and you identify that problem, really love the problem and not your solution, because mm. the problem is more than likely will remain the same, right? On some different level, it may vary a little bit, but your solution is going to change most definitely. And I, you know, when you look at um, companies that fail and succeed versus companies that succeed, it is, um, you know, a lot of it has to do is they're so bought into, they're in love with their product. And so somebody else comes up with, you know, they're looking at saying, man, we can do this so much better if we do X, Y, Z. And if you're not constantly evolving your product to, you know, really address the problem, then uh, you're, you're gonna get passed.
1: Awesome, yep. awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Shane, what does being a CEO mean to you?
2: Um, it means uh, a lot of humility, a lot of pressure. Um, but really, you know, I think that the ceo is really ceo and coach you know you you need to bring your team together um you need to be able to challenge people you need to be a good listener um you know i'm not trying to be cliche but you know it, it really is um you know i've been in sports my whole life and you know and and the good coaches you always remember and the good coaches you um your team they may not be the most athletic they may not be the smartest but when you work with them and you give them that confidence and uh, and that guidance and let them fail, and uh, and then making sure that everybody learns from those failures, I, I think you know the most important thing is the coaching aspect of it because if you have a team that is not cohesive and not working together to solve the problems, um, as a CEO, it's your fault and it's um, you're you're not you're not maximizing you know your talent and um and you know shame on you
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and I think um, I'm a big sports junkie myself. So always, you know, looking from that lens and that perspective, I love how there's so many synergies between running a successful, you know, um, team or um, a, a franchise in, in the same way as running a, a business. And, and that coach is really, to me, like a really great definition or a symbol of a leader because a leader understands exactly what each member of the team is, is doing. It understands exactly what the goal is and able to kind of merge those two and communicate to a person where they're at about what they're interested in. Interested in as well, too. And I think when you're able to kind of dial into that and take that coaching role, that's really when things go to an entirely different level.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I
1: agree. Awesome. 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 Well, Shane, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on.
2: Yeah, awesome. So uh, um, you can get a hold of us at hooray, H-O-O-R-A-Y, healthcare.com. Um, you know, we're constantly working on uh, innovating our core products uh, and expanding our, our product line to offer, really continue to stay focused on the hourly, full-time, part-time population. Um, you know, I, I think from a, from a uh, you know, just a nugget to leave your, your, um, your listeners is, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people listening, if you're listening to the podcast, you're always about that self-improvement. And, uh, you know, you're always looking for that one thing. Um, You know, continue to keep pushing. And when the time is right, you'll know it. Uh, Don't go in prematurely. Make sure that you're, you know, you've done, uh, you've done your due diligence and you make sure that you're ready for the opportunity because when it comes, it'll come and you'll know it. And uh, it's a, it's an exciting time. It's a nervous time. But uh, I tell you what, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So. Nice. Well,
1: I absolutely appreciate that, Shane. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well too, but uh, I appreciate you kind of leaving us with a word of wisdom and the reminder to continue to innovate. I appreciate you for obviously doing that to help out so many people, you know, in this world, but I think it's a great reminder for us to really um, tap into that and, and not get, um, you know, lethargic or, or used to like where we're at, uh, but continue to kind of strive forward because that's really where all the magic things happen.
2: Absolutely. Complacency is death. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Either you're growing or you're dying, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, yep. shade. Exactly. Truly appreciate you again. I hope you have a great rest of the day.